0: It's crazy, June 5th, 1997, that would be exactly 17 years ago today, my wife did the crazy thing, she decided to say, I do, at the altar, 17 years married today, it's crazy, right, it's crazy, people are like, aren't you 17 years old, how'd you do that? I'm like, well, you know, no, I'm a little older than that now. But what an awesome thing it is for us to each year think back, to look back and say, wow. And, you know, we have this kind of iconic picture, this moment that is a, I should have actually put it up, I'll save you, I'll save you that, actually, um, that just reminds us of, man, we were so young, that was so long ago. And yet, uh, God has been with us and been faithful to us and brought us this far. It's always good to go back and take a look at uh, where we came from and how it all began. And you know, in many ways, that's what these Sundays are for. It's like that each week, right, in the midst of a week, we're reminded of the gospel, we're reminded of the glory of the God that we love and has saved us, it's, so happens on Wednesdays, happens every day in our walk with God in our devotional times. And yet you look at uh, a Sunday like this, which we have normally done on a Wednesday or a Sunday night or something like that. It's on a quarterly basis. We, we just say, hey, what's, where did where, we come from? Where are we? And where are we headed? And we've called those meetings exalt, for lack of a better phrase. It's just a time to, as a church, give God praise, to worship Him. And reflect upon His goodness. And so today we're doing just that. We're, we're going back to our roots. It's a healthy thing. And we're looking at where we are in the present. And we're hearing from Christ in the present. June 5th, uh, 2016. And yet we're looking forward to more seasons together. And so I hope today will be uh, a, a, a helpful time for us to re-engage really who we are and see what God is doing. Roots remind us what it's all about and they help us reprioritize and reshift and recalibrate. And so we hope to do that to some degree today. Can you believe that August 18th, 2013, really the beginning of our congregation is coming up on 3 years this summer. You think of where we've come from from the Presbyterian Church in Liverpool. Saturday nights, once a month, to Calvary Chapel, right, off Morgan Road, Sunday night, or went to Sunday nights, and then think about North Central Assembly of God and just their hospitality and how God did a mighty work in us there, and how God brought us to this place, North Syracuse. We said from day one, this is what we're doing, we're going to Liverpool and Baldwinsville, baby. And God said, many are the plans of a man's heart, but the Lord guides his steps. And so incrementally, we're drifting towards North Syracuse, slowly and yet purposefully. And we think back March 1st, last year, 2015, where we had our first worship service here. And I think in many ways it hit the leadership and it hit all of us, where we said to ourselves, How did we get here? Right? How did this happen? This indeed has been nothing more, nothing less than the sovereign grace of God to plant us here for a very specific purpose. Right? And I want to bring us back there in a simple story from the Gospel of Matthew. What is this all about? You know, we can go into vision statements and mission statements and core values And 10-year plans, 10-year, 3-year, 1-year goals with 6-month objectives and get all pumped up about these things. But at the end of the day, I think that it's very simple what we're doing here and why we're here. I think it's very simple life. I didn't say it was easy. I just said it was simple, right? And so I want to bring us to a simple, short passage of Scripture From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. And I hope to bring us back to what this is all about. And not just our congregation, but your life specifically. What is it all about? Okay, I want you to ask yourself that question. I want you to evaluate. This is good. This is why we're here. That's the hard question. What is life all about for you? Where are you going? In what footsteps are you walking? Where are you headed? Whose voice are you responding to? What's life all about? Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. The Gospel of Matthew says this, While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, speaking of Jesus. Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting net into the sea for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, and he called them, Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed them. This is the word of the Lord, and all God's people said. Amen. It's important, I think, to take a look back where we've come from. Matthew records the birth of Jesus, and then he gets into the ministry of John the Baptist, and John the Baptist has a message. It's very simple repent, that is, turn from your sin and turn to God. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist was doing just that, just calling people to repentance, to turn from their sin, and there was reason for that, because a new age had dawned, that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, had come into the world. Then we see that Jesus, in the midst of his ministry, was baptized. And in chapter 3, verse 17, upon his baptism, Jesus is affirmed as the Son of God. Jesus, according to the Father, is his very Son. So Jesus is baptized and affirmed as the Son of God. And then the Spirit, verse 1 of chapter 4, leads him into the wilderness. So Jesus has been affirmed by the Son of God, and immediately the Spirit of God leads him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Interesting, right? The Spirit of God leads him. And he puts a whooping on Satan's temptations. Someone say amen to that. He defeats Satan. Although Satan calls him and lures him down a different path than he has as the Son of God, And speaks falsehood to him and gives him false promise. Jesus does what Adam failed to do. He quotes the word of God and says it is written and he defeats Satan. And then after that, the passage says that John was arrested. So John is locked up in prison. Jesus has defeated Satan. Jesus has been baptized and affirmed as the son of God. And his ministry begins. And you would think that Jesus would just say, okay, it's time to go straight to the temple, baby, and get this job done. Right into the heart of Jerusalem. But it's interesting that Jesus withdraws into Galilee. Right, He comes from Galilee. And after being baptized and John's arrest, he what? Goes back into Galilee. And we pick up the story here in verse 18. But before we go there, we must see that verse 17... What does Jesus say in Galilee? Very consistent with what John said when he was baptizing. What's his call on the world? Repent. Turn from your sin and turn to God because why? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm here. A new day has dawned. Turn from your sin and turn to God. We pick up the story that as Jesus begins preaching this, he's walking in the Sea of Galilee, and he sees Simon and Andrew casting a net into the sea, they're fishermen, and he said to them, follow me. The call of Christ upon Peter and Simon was very simple. Follow me. Walk In my footsteps. Submit to my leadership. Where I go, you go. Watch me. Learn from me. Follow me. Learn from me. The call of Christ to Simon and Peter is no different than the call of Christ to each and every one of us. You may be asking, what does Jesus want from me? What does God want? It's very simple. Two words. Follow me. That's it. Right? He's saying, submit to my leadership as the Son of God As the Lord of all, walk in my footsteps. Go where I go. Do what I do. Hear what I say. Obey my voice. Two words. Follow me. Jesus comes and he has a very simple call on Peter In John, is a very simple call for us. Following Jesus is the nature of what it means to be a disciple. It's that simple. Following Him. So I want to ask you the question Are you following Jesus today? Are you walking in His footsteps. Are you doing what He does? Are you going where He goes? Are you living your life in submission to His leadership? Or are you walking down a very different path, submitting your life to a very different Lord, giving yourself over to a very different set of behaviors and activities? You see, there's something inside each and every one of us That has a magnetic pull away from the way of Christ. Tell me you don't feel that every single day.